Hello and welcome. Welcome to QRAP. Crap. Crap. Crap with a Q. Crap. New York Times strangest uh, titles or what is it? Headlines? Like headlines? Okay. Go for it. There's one for December 25th, 1913. Taking and it, it real back. And it reads, Santa dies on Christmas trip. <laughs> Maybe a lot of kids were bad that year, so they're like, you know what we'll say? We'll say no, he's so dead. It, says the, it tells you about what the article was about. That's funny. It says, little crippled Wilbur Harris, eight years old. <laughs> Is to is have a Merry name? Christmas. <laughs> is to have a Merry Christmas, but his Santa Claus is dead. Aww. It was W.H. Heap, a philanthropist. So he actually had oh, a like real somebody Santa who Claus was playing Santa for in him. his life, and he died. Oh dear. So what is this? Santa got run over by his own reindeer. Santa got run over by his own reindeer. <laughs> he got in an accident. Oh dear. What kind of accident? It's 1913. Let's see. Were cars around? I don't think so. 1913? 1913. He got in a horse and buggy accident. Oh no. He was stricken with tuberculosis. Mm. What do they used to call that? The consumption. The consumption. He got the consumption. Yeah. Santa got consumption, and so June did his 20... reindeer. <laughs> June 27th, 1937. Monster of Loch Ness now raising a family. Aww. With Nessie 1 and Nessie 2. Yes. How sweet. What's a little baby? Nessie Jr. 2.5. September 24th, 1900. Wanted pickles fried. <laughs> I will hire you to fry me some pickles, Take some sir. cucumbers when quite green from the garden while unseen. Soak them long in salt, mush, add your spices, watch them rust. For saying... For same days, let them lie, take them out, in slices fry. That's a dish which we sing. So good it is, is fit for kings. Wow, you know, I never knew I needed to hear a poem about pickle fries until I heard one. I'll just say that. Kayla hates pickles. I love me some pickles. I don't like pickles. Maybe it's just because I have to perpetuate the Jewish stereotype. Do Jewish people like pickles? It's usually included with every dish. At least pickle? one pickle. Yes. Because that's how you preserve food. You pickle it. Yeah. And you know, us Jews in our 
frugal Happy frugality. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Soon. Not yet. But soon. And Dylan, he uh, he said this to me, and I don't know why I've never thought of it before, but he was like, if you think about it, Hanukkah is the most Jewish holiday ever because it's a holiday about celebrating how we saved oil for eight days when it should have only lasted one. And if that's not the pinnacle of Jewish frugality, I don't know what is. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. Is this going to be our holiday episode? I that guess we're recording? this is the pre holiday holiday, holiday episode. episode. The leading up. Oh, let's do like. Uh, oh, why did I take a picture? Let's do. Let's see what's going on in history. Hol holiday edition. Funniest holiday headlines. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, well, let me just see here. No, they don't have holiday headlines, but they do uh, 41 clever, catchy holiday marketing slogans. I guess. Okay. What? No. I, you know what I just found? Four eerie... Never old, mind. <laughs> four eerie old holiday ghost stories. Ooh, let's do it. Let's do it. Do you have ghosts in your home? Are you creeped out when you go out into that one room? Well, then you need Palo Santo. This episode is brought to you by Palo Santo, found at any esoteric store in any fucking neighborhood. Remember, the sage clears it all. The Palo Santo keeps the good. Happy burning! So your house is haunted. Yeah, I know. Kitty uh, confirmed my suspicions last night. Like, uh, he looked at the door and, like, scared. And then he ran around the room. And I was like, oh, hell the fuck no. And he used to be all crazy like that in the Pine Street apartment. And I realize now why he used to be so crazy. So I was like, huh. but <laughs> luckily, uh, black cats are said to kind of keep them at bay. Usually. Usually. Cats in general, but black cats especially. Uh, especially in like Irish lore, black cats are actually good luck. Actually, I don't know if it's Irish or Scottish, but one of the two... That, that could I be a don't big remember. Mistake. That could be a big mistake, but it's one of the two. So uh, the Celtic peoples 
<laughs> say that black cats are good luck and fend off or at least keep at bay uh, spirits of all kinds, not just... Palo Santo! Palo Santo! Happy cleansing. Cleansing. <laughs> Happy refresh... Refreshing. Yeah, I just kind of got to push them away for a second. Like, I'm living here for now. Maybe that's why it was so cheap. The rent. Because it's haunted? Possibly. No, because then, no. That would be like cabinet opening. Okay, yeah, no, that would be like, wow, 1600 a month? What joy! Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like we're going to need to do some heavy duty. That doesn't mean I want you to start opening cabinets. No, don't you, do that. You don't. Please don't do don't that. Don't scare Kayla. It's oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That's and you know what's nice. funny is, like, I don't know, last night. Did we just do the sleep and just, like, Palo Santo? <laughs> well, she's down with the Palo Santo stuff. It's not that she doesn't believe in it. She's just afraid of it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, no, I, I get it. I 100% we'll get her across. Reasonably, She's Catholic, right? I don't want that in my home. Sorry. No, because I've seen way too many stories of their people's crosses hanging upside down and shit. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, don't want to see none of that. I'd be like, I'll hail. No, oh, that's different. <laughs> it's like, I don't want a cross hanging in no, my home. No, yeah, I'm gonna like just buy you one of those big, like, <laughs> ethnic. Crosses, you know what? Like a like a you hand wood, solid wood my, carved. When we Jesus. buy a house, my kids and my husband want to do an altar, right? What are they called? An ofrenda. Yeah, an ofrenda <laughs> in our house. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But the thing about those, the thing about ofrendas, is that they welcome people to your well, house. Well, but they welcome the people that you've invited. So that's why they put like people's pictures, like. But he you know? wants to put like people's pictures that I. Like I already had to deal with enough. But these people are alive. The ones you have you know to what, deal like, with. You know what's funny though? Okay, so like Giovanni's parents, they uh-huh. have one, right? Right. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you a story after okay. this. After this, remind. I will. I will. Okay. Do you know parents have an ofrenda, and like I see that, like you can see that shit, like go in and out. <clears throat> oh dear. Like walking across hallways and stuff. Like it's very active. It's a very active ofrenda, and I'm like, I don't want an active ofrenda. Does but that that's the point. That's the whole point of it being there is to be active, active. so your loved ones can come and say hello. They leave like water and stuff. Yeah, you can leave tequila. They, yeah, right. My kids would get into that so quick. Yeah, but you could, you know, like you can leave cigars there. Yeah, tequila, whatever. Put a blunt in the picture. A new pair of shoes. I don't know. You can put whatever you want there. But the point is that it is an open portal, essentially. I know. But it's a regulated open portal. Like Coco? It's a precisely... Oh, oops. Sorry, Disney. Precisely like 
God, I was gonna do like a <laughs> caca. <laughs> but Precisely it's not caca. like it's the it's the movie about the <laughs> No, but but truly that's what it's it. supposed to be. Like this is who we're like inviting into our space and mem- m- remembering them. So it's like personalized. So it's only, well, it should only be people that you invite, essentially. Which is you have to do with picture. Precisely. Or or a thing of theirs. Usually a photo because people like photos is just a thing. But like usually like something of theirs. What if I did like in a friend that wall? Like that would be you know crazy, and then cool. we we'll, we just have like a shelf at the top that has all the things, the water and the. That would be really cool. At the end of the hall. Oh my god! Like so, when you like, walk down the hall, it's, and it's like, like oh. just pictures and and like lights. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that idea. You should go for it. Because there's a lot of people. Silas, there's people on Silas your side of the of family people. too. Hi, hi, hi. How's it but going? you know what? I feel like my my theory, my personal theory about the afterlife is once you're there, everybody's like fine. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes so sense. So if there's a way to connect with your loved ones, and remember how we were talking about how like all of these entities are the same yeah. everywhere, they're just called different things. Yeah. I feel the same about things like this, like altars, like ofrendas, all of these things, you know, like, so basically, if you put pictures of your family there, then they'll be like, oh, cool, and they could come through also, and they'll be fine with the other family, because it just, they just want to see you, you know what I mean, like, they're not, like, worried about, it's so active, (laughs) like, I know, and your family members uh, who are crossed over are super, like, big personalities, I'd be, like, in the, I'd be like in the shower and all of a sudden I'd hear, Aloha Nazi, <laughs> like an audio, something. I'd be like, oh my God, no, no, like I would love to hear that while I, I'm in my home. I, that would be the only ghost person you know, I would allow. My Hawaiian that's side, not part when they come family. through, they turn on music. I like that. Well, it's kind of creepy, but it's like Like pleasant. my Pandora will just start playing like Hawaiian music. Oh, weird. Oh like, my God, sometimes that? my... My iTunes will be random, like super random all day. And then randomly just like one Hawaiian song will come on. Just one. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know them. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've been to your, oh, in, around your family for so long. They're probably like, oh, we recognize you. Here's some yeah. tunes. <laughs> That would be nice. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me too. Yeah, that just would be like really nice, cool. Like that, like where it's like mm-hmm. nicely mm-hmm. put together, and then the thingies. Yeah. What makes it okay? What makes it an ofrenda? Well, it's like the an ofrenda means to offer. Like it's a place to offer things. I'm not offering my soul. No, like things, like okay. you put like their favorite book or, you know, so they're comfortable when they come to visit. They're like, ah, oh, my favorite hat. 
Does that make sense? It's like really loose. This is really loose. <laughs> Not refined. But that's essentially, it's like you put stuff there that's of theirs or you want to give to them to like make them jovial. Yeah, like if they were to come visit anytime, you know, it'd be like a cup of coffee. Good morning, uncle, whoever you are. Or whatever, whoever it is. Have a cup of coffee. It's from Colombia, the best. Remember like that commercial where that guy would come up to your window? Brought to you by Colombia <laughs> Coffee. What is that coffee called? Is it Colombian? I think so. I don't know. The, he would come up to the window like on a donkey. And like... On a steed? No, it was like a donkey. And then he would just hand this woman a cup of coffee through a window. But outside it was like in the Andes somewhere. No, wait, what's in Is that the Andes Mountains also in Colombia? I'm not remembering any geography right now. But, and then she'd be like, wow. Mm. And then he would just disappear. Like, wow, what kind of coffee? That's Brought to you by Ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But I just remember he had a very nice mustache. Mustache. A mustachioed Colombian riding a burro. Handing you coffee. Through your own... <laughs> handing you coffee. <laughs> One pack of Pampers. <laughs> Brought to you by Pampers. Pampers. But really, we... One of us could use that. It's kind of a sponsorship. <laughs> Coffee or Pampers. Both, actually, would be preferred. Uh, Coffee or Pampers. <laughs> Just one buck of Pampers. <laughs> Just one buck of Pampers. Oh, man. Look at the little tree topper we have. For our next episode, we should look up, like, Christmas-themed stuff. And the next one we can we look talk up. about Krampus. Krampus. We should find, like... Like we spooky, should do a story. Spooky Christmas. Spooky Christmas. Like Ebenezer. And tell a story. Katie's like, can you please do something about these fucking people in this home? Tell a story. What people you talk about, Kitty? <laughs> a story about Krampus? A story about some, like, old folklore. Old for ye old folklore so like for oh my of ghost, Christmas past. For oh my ghost, it'll be oh ye my old, go- <gasps> Christmas ye ghost story or holiday ghost stories. Holiday ghost stories and or legends. Ooh, that's a good one. Coming up next is uh, oh my ghost. On the next. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Coming up next. Blah, blah. We're going to start with, uh, we should do that. We should do that. Until people start writing in. Yeah, write in your fecking gisteries. <laughs> we want to hear them. Okay, we are all about it. So just send them to us. Yeah. Don't send us letters. You can't email real letters. We'll have a P.O. box soon, though. So you can actually physically send a letter if you please. If you wish. Because I'm going to get one. Just for this. Where should they email? To? They should email it to. Uh, Do you have a ghostly or otherworldly tale you would like us to share? Email us. Email us.
us. <laughs> at ohmygostpod at gmail.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-H-O-S-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. Let us know what haunts Take two. So we just <laughs> recorded. How long was that? At a good least fifteen minutes. I was gonna say at least twenty minutes. Yeah, of fucking <laughs> premium audio. Okay, premium motherfucking okay. audio, and it was lost. So um, here we go. <laughs> here we go again. Oh my ghost! Oh my ghost! This is the part where we read spooky tales. And this is called Horror, a True Tale. John Berwick Harwood, another Victorian ghost story master, wrote this ghastly tale from the perspective of a narrator looking back on an event from her young adulthood. When she was 19, the narrator's family was hosting Christmas in the large hall of their home. Due to the influx of guests, the narrator had to give up her room to an elderly relative. The narrator took refugee in a spare bedroom. A spare, creepy bedroom. Creepy. Creepy bedroom. Creepy in italics bedroom. (laughs) Ew, I don't like this. There's like one of those random like gifts. Uh And it's the freaking from the grudge. When she sees the baby, when she sees the kid in her bed. Oh, oh God. Like, why is that there? Okay. Oh, my God. Maybe that's what she saw. While trying to sleep, the narrator could not help but feel something was lying beside her. Creepy. Harwood described the girl's frenzied thoughts. And yet, what lay by my side wholly unseen? I strove to pray aloud as there rushed on my memory a flood of weird legends. And as I shuddered, <laughs> shudder. I should have done it in uh, English. And as I shuddered, shudder. as I gazed on the blank darkness, darkness. where I knew it lay, <laughs> it stirred, <laughs> it moaned hoarsely. <laughs> I drove myself from it, shrinking away in loathing and terror. <laughs> Of the evil thing. Evil thing. What I knew not, but felt that something malignant was near. (laughs) Malignant. And that was horror. A true tale. Horror. Another, okay, number three. Again, I'll run down A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Classic. Ghost so story. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. Well, oops, no, no Scrooge McDuck. He's all real. We are not brought to you by Disney. Oh, absolutely. Not. <laughs> Don't come after so, us. So Scrooge, for that. Is Ebenezer. Like, Scrooge is a greedy guy, and he's like hecka mean. He he like treats his employee hella mean. Yeah. And his employee has like a sick son. His name's Timmy and he's like dying or whatever. And then dying the, or whatever. And then Scrooge goes to bed and then these go his friend his comes. His dead friend. His dead friend comes and he's like, I have chains and I'm gonna <laughs> haunt you. And then 
he's like, three ghosts are going to come. And then Scrooge is like, whatevs, and goes to bed. And then, and then he gets severely traumatized. Gets severely traumatized by these three ghosts. And then nice. he wakes up, and he's like, oh, Merry Christmas. And then, Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> and then little Timmy boy, comes out, and he's like, God bless us, everyone. And there's and that then, one part. The a Christmas Carol. The end. That was a the Christmas most Carol. summarized, the most summarized version of a Christmas Carol I've ever seen or heard. Whew. And yet I understood. Then every there's word. a Christmas ghost story. A Christmas <laughs> ghost I don't know why story. I feel like that accent works with Christmas <laughs> ghosts. A Christmas ghost story is short, sweet, and seasonably warming. <laughs> Here, you do that one. Okay. Which one? This one. Which? During late oh. December. Ah, yes. A more modern tale by Danny B. Stewart for UtahStories.com. A Christmas ghost story is short, sweet, and seasonably heartwarming. Oh. During a late December snowstorm, a young boy treks out into the barn on his property while on a mission to feed the horses and check on a litter of kittens. Just before entering the barn, the boy falls and injures his hand. He wishes his mother was there to comfort Mommy. him. Suck it up, Timmy, or young boy, if that's your real name. Well, <laughs> while he rests and feels sorry for himself, he hears soft music come from his father's radio, yet his father is nowhere in sight. The boy turns the radio off. But then the radio turns back on. And this time, Silent Night croons from the speaker's Again, he turns it off. But again, it turns back on. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, 94.9. Oh, I think that's fine. <laughs> After <laughs> A warm <laughs> hug-like sensation overcomes the boy, if that's his real name, and he feels better. After this experience, the boy searched for that same version of Silent Night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. To no avail. He didn't find that one. Nope, he didn't find that one. Perhaps it was the spirit of Christmas providing you with comfort and joy. We need a jingle bell. Yeah, dude, where are the jingle bells at? I bet you she has this. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish. I don't know the, I don't know that. Happy holidays. To you. <laughs> and then martinis all night. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was a great story. I mean, I don't know the story precisely oh. but it sounds like an interesting one so go to that website utahstories.com danny b danny b danny one b moment. in the house danny b stewart um 
you can read the actual full story because it yeah. sounds pretty interesting even though after he feels sorry for himself <laughs> there's one more before krampus we have promised them four we've four stories four stories four stories and this one is called um and i personally believe has the creepiest title is called a whistle and i'll come to you my lad Does that really work for you? Um, it's a ghost story by British writer M.R. James. Don't know him. Included in his collections, Ghost Stories of an Antiquary, published in 1904. It is named after the poem by Robert Burns. Robert Burns. Plot summary. <laughs> I'm getting all this off of Wikipedia, by the way. Parkins, the protagonist, a skeptical Cambridge professor, is on holiday in the town of Burnstow, a fictionalized version of Felixstow in Suffolk, on the southeast coast of England. While investigating a Templar ruin for a colleague, ooh, fancy, he finds a whistle with two Latin inscriptions. On one side, it says, bear the fuck with me now. Quis est iste, qui venit, which actually means who is this who comes? Because <clears throat> I actually know what that means. Oh, yep, yeah, that was right. See, I was right. On the other side, it says, Flaffer bees flay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you not. That's what it says. In the pattern of a plus sign, the first inscription is biblical. Parkins translate it as, who is it that comes? Visually re rearranged as, fur flabbies flabbies. <laughs> I can't with Latin. Again, that's fur, fur flabbies flabbies. The second inscription means roughly, thief, if you blow, you will weep. What? Anyway, not knowing that, <laughs> not knowing that at all, Parkins blows the whistle. Oh, blow, got it. <clears throat> Back at his hotel the following night, he dreams of a man fleeing towards him in a state of extreme fear and exhaustion before collapsing right in front of him. In the distance, the pursuer appears, moving in a strange fashion and with incredible speed. <laughs> like a shaft of crackers. Like a shaft of crackers. We should make the Christmas story of Chelsea <laughs> The Christmas story of Okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Crackhead appears. Okay, oh, the next okay. day, he encounters a boy who was terrified by a white figure that had appeared at the window of Parkin's hotel room. Hotel. <laughs> Why am I saying which, what way? <laughs> what, which way? Anyway, upon returning to his room, he notices that the room's second unused bed is in disorder. Later, while alone in his hotel room, he sees someone get up from the adjacent and empty bed. <gasps> the figure, made up of the bedclothes, attacks Parkins. But he is saved by one of the other guests. 
And that's the end of the summary. Wow. <laughs> this other non-specified guest should get a little bit more credit. <laughs> It's kind of like Little Red Riding Hood. Interesting. Oh, whistle and you know, comes like to you. the hunter comes, he kills the wolf, and then he's like, "Bye, guys." Well, he blew the whistle, and fur flubbies flobbies came to him. <laughs> flobbies flubbies, either way, and creeped him the f out. Apparently, um, so that's interesting. I'm sure you can read the whole thing anywhere. Yeah. This is such an old story. You can find it in a book or something. Especially in the collection Ghost Stories of an Antiquary, mm -hmm. written by Emma James. Emma James. Emma James. So the last one's The Story of Krampus. The Story of Krampus. The Story of Krampus. Krampus. This one is less a ghost story, more a myth. Myth, myth. But it's perhaps the best known of the weird Christmas-related legends. Legend, legend, legend. Half goat, half demonic creature. <laughs> Krampus is the punisher of naughty children. Naughty Draped in chains and bells, he tags along with St. Nicholas during the Christmas season and beats bad kids with birch <laughs> branches or stuffs them into his sack and oh holds them away in his hidden lair of the under. According to National Geographic, Krampus is supposedly the son of Hell, H-E-L. The person. The Norse goddess of the underworld. The Unterwelt. The Underworld. <laughs> His name comes from the German word for claw. <laughs> <laughs> for claw. <laughs> Krampen. 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 Has been woven into centuries <laughs> old German Christmas traditions. Now, in the modern times, the Krampus legend has been reborn into annual Kramp Krampus runs, during which comes. Now, in modern times, the Krampus legend has been reborn into annual Krampus runs, during which costumed men take to the streets to scare children and adults into being nice. To you by Hello Giggles. So this Bing. video, we're watching a video right now of a Krampus thing, right. and the it's they're thing. so scary. Some of them are really scary. Some of them are really good. Like some of them are really cosplay, funny. But eat like, your heart out. Look at this. They like go all out. Yeah, it's, it's like terrifying. It's like Christmas cosplay. It is Krampus cosplay. Krampus cosplay. They're fucking scary. And parents, like, the the faces so, of the parents in these videos are, like, beaming, smiling, like, my child's going to be good until next year, or else one of these guys is going to take his ass. <laughs> or, beat him with or beat him with a birch branch. So, uh, how are we going to close our... I don't know, but that was definitely some wild, ghostly holiday cheer. Yeah. Tune in next time. Jingle bells. Don't forget to email your uh, ghostly yes, experiences. Yes, please email your ghostly experiences. Oh my ghost pod. Holiday yeah. ghostly experiences. We'll read any, them on the next one because it's the holidays. Happy holidays. Until January. So <laughs> bring them on down. 
Yeah. January 6th is apparently the last day of Christmas. Yes, yes. So, um, that's a thing. Mm-hmm, that is a thing. Okay. Okay. You got that, everybody? <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> This has been a Dre and Doha podcast. Whee!